You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All right, it's time once again for the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. That's unfortunate, but fortunately, I'm joined by Matt Kleinschmidt, and together, we unite and form the laughbutton.com. Yeah, we're like Daft Punk. I'm the, I'm the squatty fat one with the mask, okay. and you're the skinny one with the mask. Th- that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the, I think the, the biggest concern for everybody is that we have masks on, and it's oh, yeah. probably best oh, for everyone. So. Masks are the best for everyone. Yes. I play bass, and you play drums. <laughs> and then Pharrell sings. Who's our Pharrell? Um, I don't know. We don't have a Pharrell. We need we a Pharrell. Should, we want to put up a Craigslist ad? We should we put up a Craigslist ad or email us or tweet at us and say, hey, I'll be your Pharrell, dude. And we'll right. get someone. We'll sing We'll sing all night long. That's at the laugh button. So uh, tweet us at the laugh button. You can follow us on Instagram, all the socials at the laugh button. And uh, head to the laughbutton.com. Sign up for the newsletter. If you haven't done that, Sign up for the newsletter because what's really cool, yeah, look, we all know you're busy. You might not be able to check the site every single day, all day, on the hour, every hour. So what's nice about the newsletter, sums up everything we did for the week, all the major headlines and stories, give them to you one nice injection. We also have some exclusive newsletter stuff too. Of course we do. That's the other thing. So yeah, sign up for the newsletter, rate, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review us. Download the go, podcast. Download the podcast. You don't even have to listen to it if you don't want no, to. Just subscribe nah, to it and sure. download it. That's what my mom does. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I have no idea. Sure. But you can also go to riotcast.com. You can find us. We're all over the place. We're on every app. Uh, we are omnipotent. I think it's the the, the right use of that phrase. Uh, you can't av- uh, we, we are legion. You okay. can't avoid us. That's true. So, uh, Mark, what's going on in the comedy news this week? All right, here's what's going on. I just got back from a bonus trip. Uh, we both came yeah. back from South by Southwest. You could call it a bonus trip, totally. Yeah, I, I uh, shipped out to Michigan, Grand Rapids to be exact, and mm-hmm. caught the tail end of Gilda's Laugh Fest 2016. I'm going to tell you what, Matt. On paper, one of the best-looking, sounding, feeling festivals until you get there and taste it for yourself. <laughs> to go and like lick the air. <laughs> yes, it's it's better than everyone says it is. That's what's awesome about this festival. It's every, palpable. It is. I can every lick comic it. I talk to, yeah. anyone who's ever been involved with it said, oh yeah, Gilda's, man. Gilda's the best. Gilda's rocks. And uh, uh, our boss, yes. one of our bosses, and uh, myself went up there and we got to bask in its glory, man. And it was amazing. It was. Saw a bunch of great comedy shows, including Roy Wood Jr. Got to see my old friends, the Don't We Boys, the sketch group. And uh, we saw our friends, the Grolics again. And uh, we went to two national showcases that included everyone from Annie Letterman to Jesse Joyce to, to uh, Michelle Wolf. And uh, also, who else we see? Uh, Caleb Sinan. Uh, we've Dude, got the full breakdown. We'll have the you were only there for like 40 hours. That's a lot of comedy for 40 yeah, hours. Yeah, we absorbed a lot of comedy. Yeah. We went to a lot of parties. We hung out. Uh-huh. It was also, they were celebrating St. Patrick's Day in the town. So that, there was a, that could be dangerous. It was, a Saint it was Patrick's interesting. Day, a St. Patrick's Day festival party could be dangerous for anyone over the age of 30. Because if you're under the age of thirty, you're just getting you're getting annihilated. That's you're drinking. We definitely saw that happen. You're drinking green beer, right? Uh, you might be swimming in the Green River, maybe right. not in Grand Rapids. Eating Rapper, some Michigan. green food, eating green food, and, and uh, having a good time, and pinching people who aren't wearing green. <laughs> That's true. Is that what you do? You pinch someone I, who doesn't I wear green. I think so. Uh, but Matt, they have this one really cool spot uh, there in Grand Rapids. Uh, it's associated with the festival called the Bob. Okay. And the Bob stands for big old building. 
And it's got four <laughs> floors. Okay. It's got four that's, floors to this That's kind of clever. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. It's got four floors. And the fourth floor, we had this great hangout, you know, with all the comedians, the staff, all the volunteers. Anybody associated with the festival, go hang out okay. a, on this top level. And uh, it was pretty cool to do that. Had food, drinks, the whole nine. Uh, then, on the third floor, two comedy clubs. Or they had two rooms set up as comedy clubs, but Dr. Grin's specifically comedy okay. club was in this uh, in this facility. Then on a different floor, you had a restaurant. Then you had another restaurant. I mean, it was just this so cool. There, this big old building was just uh, it was awesome. So it was kind of like one of the hubs. Of so the is there ever really a reason to leave this building if you um, can go and hang out with people and comedians? You can see comedy shows and you can eat. I mean. Is there a hotel in the Bob? Because if uh, <laughs> there is, you don't you really need to leave the well, ecosystem of the Bob. I'm sure St. Patty's Day weekend, a lot of people probably fell asleep at the Bob <laughs> okay, uh, okay. after they had too much to drink. But you could easily stay there the whole entire time. Yeah, you could. It was great. Sounds like you can. But uh, Dr. Grin's, great spot. That's where we saw the national uh, comedy competitions. Uh, and then they had a slew of theaters all across the city. Uh, the Wealthy Theater was a great spot. And uh, they old, they had old like punk rock uh, music outlets that were being used for the festival as well. We, in particular, there's a place called the Pyramid Scheme, where um, we saw the Grolics do their thing. And unfortunately, Andy Orvidal got yeah. sick. Yeah. Dude got strep throat, couldn't oh. make it. Was that Total like bummer. Now, here's my question. Yes. Does Dr. Grins like the uncle or the father of Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? Possibly. Because I hear Dr. Grins and I'm like, no, that's Dr. Teeth. No, wait, that's a Muppet. And Dr. Demento, possibly the father of both. Well, I'm thinking more like in terms of smiles and things related to the mouth, not necessarily okay. doctors in the name. Because then you could say, oh, yeah, and Uncle Uncle, Doctor Do Uncle Dr. Dre. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> there's a lot of good doctors out there. Dr. Now, Dre. Now, there's the two Dr. Dre's. Who, Dr. Who? Do you think of Dr. Dre the, well... Well, there's the DJ, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. You right. You raps. How yeah, I that, never understood that. How'd that, how'd that fly? How did that happen? I have no idea. Like, isn't that like against the hip-hop rule, naming if, rules or something? If I just came out as, like, Notorious B.I.G. and I went on the air and I was just like, oh, no, it's my on-air name. I don't rap or anything. It's just my thing. Separate I mean, from what you do. But there's definitely confusion in the marketplace. And they had to have, there had to have been a lawsuit of some sort or some sort right. of, or some sort of, like, verbal agreement or contract drawn up saying, like, you know, you could still be Dr. Dre and I could still be Dr. Dre. And I don't even well, know which one came first. I don't either, and I don't know what one of them is doing. I know that the other one sold their product. Yeah, oh, the other one is like Apple, a billion-dollar so. rap mogul, and the yeah. other one is, is he still doing the Ed Lover dance with Ed Lover? I don't know. I don't well, know back to Gilda's Laugh Fest, just yes. to sum it all up. It was an amazing festival. It was It's a community-based festival, Matt, so, like, yeah. everybody is involved with this thing. The pe we oh man we were so treated like, like royalty like while we were even there. Even like kids and stuff. Uh, yeah, everything. There are kids running uh, uh, Laugh Fest Central. Okay. Where you know where they're selling merch and they had they had amazing merch by the way. Some of the best festival merch I've ever seen. And uh, any pictures of Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem <laughs> on the shirts? No, I, I don't think you get, they'd have to pay licensing what fees about, for that. They're not going to do that. Okay. So uh, I'm Matt, just a big Muppets fan. The whole reason this festival exists, right? <laughs> yes. We've talked about this before. For Gilda, uh, Gilda's Club, and the one in Grand, Ra Grand Rapids heads up this whole thing. We got to go see uh, this main house where people go who are grieving from the horrible thing that is cancer. Um, family members can go here for free. It's all for free. It's crazy how this thing is yeah, set and, up. And cancer took the life of Gilda Radner, yes. who was named after from SNL. And okay. they have this amazing program set up. And, and we were very fortunate enough to go up, up there and check out 
uh, this beautiful landscape and, and building where they, they house people to take care of them and help them deal with their grieving and the grieving process. It's a beautiful facility. And this thing operates, you know, it's a non-for-profit and it operates yeah. off donations. And I'm sure LaughFest helps bring in some money, And LaughFest okay. is, is, that's why it exists, right? Okay. To, to help bring bring money in for this facility. And when you're there, Matt, you, you're just, you walk into this place, it's magical. You instantly feel like you're at home. It's it's tremendous. I could see why this place is so successful. And, uh, and it's, you just get... Uh, you kind of you tear up a bit, man. You know, because if if there were any place you'd need to go to get help of any kind, and you walked into a place like this, it's over. It's just overwhelming. It's amazing. Okay, amazing facility. Cool. So that coincides with the festival, w- which stands on its own. Um, it, it's it's a very special community based festival, and uh, now I'm friends with a bunch of people in Grand Rapids, man. I got friends cool. for life up there. Very very so. cool. All right. So and thank you to everybody, Joanne. Uh, and, and Laura and everyone who helped on their end, take, uh, bringing us out there, uh, giving us the, the tours, letting us do contests to give yeah, away tickets. Yeah. To letting us do contesting and, yeah. and just taking care of us while we were there. It was an amazing experience and we can't wait to do it again. Cool. All right. So Matt, let's get to the news. Shall we? Yes. Uh, where, where do you want to begin? We've had some interesting things happen today. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Cat Williams if you want. I'm sure, why not? What's always ta- there's always something to talk about with Cat now, Williams. Now, you saw the video. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. This kind of just came out. Okay, so. yeah. This like broke as of like 10 o'clock this morning. Cat Williams was hanging out in an Atlanta project. For, okay, TMZ has this video, so okay. uh, they, they kind of broke the story, which TMZ seems to always do that. Cat was hanging out in the projects, and he was giving out money. Now, I don't know who he was giving out the money to. I don't know if he was like doing like some sort of Santa Claus thing where he's just like going to the children of the projects and handing them money. But there was a kid there, and they, they, they cite the kid as being a seventh grader. So that makes him what? 13, 14? He didn't look that young. He, he looked like a big kid. But then again, he was next to Cat Williams, and Cat Williams is a small dude, so maybe he looked bigger. Right. But, it, but the video starts with, and it does the thing that videos always do, it starts with, like, Cat hitting the kid. Oh, geez. Who knows what happened beforehand? Who knows if the kid talked shit? Who knows if the kid stole money? I have no idea. Uh, or was taking money or being aggressive or whatever. But it starts. the video starts with, like, seconds before Cat punching the kid. And then the kid basically, like, puts Cat in, like, a grappling move and, like, wrestles him to the ground and like MMAs him to the ground and then now all of a sudden it's like wow Cat got his ass kicked by like the seven the seventh grader. Now again the kid doesn't look seven like he's in seventh grade. He looks like he's probably closer to like sixteen, seventeen. Um He's a, he's a big kid for his, his age, if it's the case. I don't really know, but like now Cat Williams is in trouble for that. And it's just so weird because like oh, every time we're like, what more could Cat Williams do? He does a thing, so... Well, That's what he's, happened, uh, he's in town this weekend, Matt. He he's going to be performing at the Barclays Center on Friday night, and yeah. uh, I'm potentially going to the show. There's a lot of comedians in town this week, too. Jimmy Carr yeah, and Cat Jimmy Williams. Yeah, Jimmy Carr, Cat Williams. But it's a weird well, it's week. New York City. I mean, well, just, it is, but it's also like Easter weekend, too, right. so it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, all right, so we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that story <laughs> on the lapbutton.com. Another I mean, Cat Williams. Yeah, it just seems like that guy is... Always uh, in the news, always in the news. Yeah, always in the news somehow for... And, you and, know what? You know another thing that less, like less good than bad. So unfortunately, another fun thing that happened this week is okay. Joe is Joe Parra. Yes, dude, I 
it's tough to describe Joe Paris' style of comedy other than like it's really unique. It's a very unique voice. You could describe it as Joe Para type comedy. Yeah, it's it, it almost brand. it is almost yeah. its own brand. Like it's a little bit like very it's very low energy, but it's like he's kind of almost like talking in this low energy specifically to kind of lull you into his voice pattern, mm-hmm. and then he hits you with something where you're like, "What the fuck was that?" But Joe Para talks you to sleep. Premiered on Adult Swim. It premiered on Adult Swim at four in the morning, and listening to Joe Para at four in the morning talk anything to me probably would make me fall asleep very quickly so right. it was one of those things where it was just so it was i was so psyched he made it on adult swim and if you haven't seen it we have the video of the footage up on uh on the laughbutton.com but it's literally like joe hanging out uh it's an animated video clip it's about 11 and a half 12 minutes long yeah and it's basically like joe hanging out with a dog and he's just kind of talking to you and it's joe para talking you to sleep it's exactly what it sounds like hey bring a blanket he says it himself yeah yeah bring your blanket bring your blanket all right incredible a couple new trailers went up on the site. Yeah. Um, special correspondence starring Ricky Gervais, uh-huh. and uh, it's different than I guess what you'd think it'd be. Right well, now, you got I've, fooled. I heard special the- correspondence, and I just I I for some reason I thought like mentally handicapped. Uh, mentally disabled uh, right. so I thought special in that term but uh, it turned out to not really be the case <laughs> no. I don't know why I thought Ricky Gervais would make a joke about that but uh, yeah he, w- he wouldn't no I just it was funny I just that's what I thought when I thought special correspondence I saw I thought that and then I hit play on the trailer and I was like oh no this is completely not what I was thinking but right, so, funny so- nonetheless yeah, definitely funny. I can't wait for that movie. Uh, make sure you check it out. Also, put up the Red Band International trailer for Everybody Wants Some. That's the... Uh, yeah. Art Link Ladder movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the sequel, so to speak, from Days to Confused. Yeah, um, Days to Confused takes place in the 70s. This takes place in the, in the 80s. Yeah, and if, and if boobs are your thing, then you'll like an international Red oh, Band yeah, trailer. Oh, yeah, boobs, so boobs are my thing. Boobs. If that's, if that's going to entice a, you to go, check it out. I'm not against them. Nope. <laughs> well, you'd like to be. All right, so... Hey-o. Uh, Conan, a couple appearances on Conan uh, this week. Emily Galati uh, appeared on Conan. You can check out her set. And as of last night, Josh, Josh Gondelman yeah. made his appearance. We're psyched for his uh, his new album called Physical Whisper. His And his new album's doing really well this week, too. Dude, the best I album say, title ever, Physical I say, Whisper. I want to say it premiered on iTunes at like number one, too. I'm so psyched for him, yeah. man. He's, he's, he's got a good thing going. Host, guest. Yep, yep. He's got a good thing going. All right. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, and and this ties into comedy because uh, Fuse Media is using Gabriel Iglesias as sort of the face of this this new move they're doing. Fuse Media is launching a mobile app, uh, a podcast network, uh-huh. and uh, Fluffy Breaks Even, the show starring Gabriel Iglesias, season two is going to be debuting exclusively uh, on the said app. You know, to help launch this movement, uh, Fuse is really focusing on its uh, minority branding too, and yeah. they're really heading in that direction, giving uh, opportunities and options and showcasing minority talents. And I think this is a pretty cool thing that they're doing, and well, it needs I mean, to be Gabriel happening, is one happening of the top, more. Top, yeah, it's one of the top in that field, so it makes total sense. And uh, yeah, I mean, he'll, I mean, Gabriel Iglesias, like, he's got a he's got a devout and a very very loyal fan base, and I think that he'll bring them all over to Fuse. Mm-hmm. I also like the uh, uh, the new media element of it. Sure. You know, everyone's kind of launching their new media thing or the new media, whatever it is. And I think that uh, this will just kind of help more and more. And, you know, Fuse is a network that, like, you know, 
people understand and they know, and it'll help uh, it'll help legitimize it. So next thing you know, if a bunch of these networks are kind of doing this, maybe we'll eventually see this happen like CBS and NBC mm-hmm. and, and ABC and all these big guys kind of, and then all of a sudden it legitimizes what we're doing like with this podcasting sure. stuff. So not only that, but it, it seems like the the model of of the, the Chris Hardwick's yes. doing these after shows live, right? Those are obviously becoming a thing. They seem to be doing them for almost every Talking show now. Talking Dead, Breaking and, Bad, Sure, Talking and even Bad. like The Bachelor, and like they have those yeah. as well. And and comedians are always involved with these things. Yeah. But now, if, if these networks are starting their own podcasting networks, and they're having the talent that's on said network hosting podcasts, you're almost getting that directly from the talent now. Yeah. Like as an after show... To, to yeah, speak very much so that, that's pretty amazing I mean this is just the direction everything seems I to mean, be look going at, I mean look at like a Nikki Glaser you know Nikki mm-hmm. Glaser kind of made her bones podcasting with Sarah Schaefer she got that first show on, on MBC, MTV on MTV yep. via her podcast and then she was doing the uh, the one with Phil Hanley that she eventually had to give up because she got the not safe show right. and then she went out there and they made a not safe show with Nikki Glaser show, uh, podcast for that's kind of like a companion piece mm-hmm. and she's doing that with Dan Zane Germain another comedian so it's it's great to see that kind of stuff of how the multimedia is kind of seeping into other aspects of uh, the culture and comedians being early adopters of the podcasting uh, format are just perfect fits for all this type of stuff. So it's really, really great to see that stuff. And, you know, listen, the more outlets for people to be exposed to comedians, the better as far as I'm concerned. All right, Matt, we never even mentioned who is going to be on our podcast this week. Oh, it's uh, Cameron Esposito. How do we not for- how do we forget Cameron? Well, there's a lot to talk about. There's, man. there's always a lot about. to talk about, but we're super stoked to have her uh, join us on this episode. Uh, we taped this down at South by Southwest. We did. We did. And uh, this is all sort of uh, in celebration of just her, everything that's going on with her. She's got a new special on CISO, yes. which is, I believe, available now as this podcast uh, is Thursday, right? Yes. yes. And uh, and she's got another show called Take My Wife that's uh, yep. available on CISO. Which is a, and she just got married. And, and she just got married, yep. That's where we talk about the podcast and it's the, the impetus for the show. Yeah. So we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do, and I hate talking about cancer again but this is this is an, another good thing uh in the case of cancer um or at least something good that can come out of it uh quincy jones not yes. to be confused with the quincy not, jones not the, not the michael jackson producer quincy jones right comedian but comedian quincy, quincy jones. jones uh was diagnosed with terminal cancer uh back in 2015 july yes. of 2015 which is obviously very sad news and uh he's been doing a thousand stand-up sets a year, yeah, like there's on been, average. And, and there's it's been like, like crazy, yeah, yeah, and I think I want to say it's GoFundMe or Kickstarter was launched for him to kind of make his final, I guess his final special, like yeah. a special, special right. yeah. So, so uh, word got out there, and and Ellen DeGeneres is awesome as she is yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff. She's also a comedian by trade, right. by nature. She, she started off doing a comedy, which I don't know. if Young people even know that, but like she put out some dynamite stand-up specials in the eighties, sure. early nineties. Absolutely. Sure. Well, she got wind of this and she brought uh, Quincy on as a guest. Yeah. And so it tells a story and and everything and and so she was kind of to donate some money. Uh-huh. She got some money together and and gave it to uh, Quincy, uh-huh. right? Because look, you got medical bills, you of course. got friends and family you need to take care of. of. A lot goes on when you get a, a, an awful it's not only medical bills. It's just like if you can't work and you're not feeling well, you got to be able to buy right. food and right. stuff like that, you know? So this is where it gets really cool. Ellen brings Quincy back on for a second appearance. And during this appearance, you know, talk about, okay, what have you been doing? You know, they catch up all this stuff. And I, you know, I know you want to do this special as a Kickstarter. 
Well, she surprises him with the news that uh, this special is going to air on HBO. That's it's going to air on HBO. That's unbelievable. And that... and she worked behind the scenes with all of his people yeah. to make this happen without him knowing. Oh wow! And that's the coolest part. Oh, that is cool. You know, she's she's uh, saying, "Hey, we've been working with your people, and we've been working with HBO for a little bit now mm-hmm. to make this happen. It's happening." Guess what, buddy? Your special's airing on HBO. Wow. And he's like, dream come true. Of course. HBO's this is a the big mission. deal for comics. And uh, he just can't believe it. He's freaking out. So we put that video up on laughbutton.com. You can okay. check it out. And and uh, to, as a bonus, this is crazy. Alan's like, hey, look, these specials aren't free. Yeah. Here's some more money. Yeah. Go make a special. Oh, wow. It's going on HBO. That's crazy. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And kudos to Alan. And like you said, she was cut from the same cloth as, as the rest of these comedians. So to give back like that, to pay it forward even, is just a pretty tremendous thing to do. And uh, it's always a pleasure to celebrate stories you like know, that. I, I think in 2016, it's easy to take Ellen for, gra- for granted. Uh, and, why, and what I mean by that is like, you know, the, what she had to do to come out. You know, like right. Ellen, she, came, she was one of the first very public... So you always forget about that. You forget about that. Like it was the yeah. cover of Time Magazine. Yep, yep, I'm gay, and that was what late '90s, I guess, where it wasn't like where gay people weren't just like as celebrated in the news as they are, or as accepted in right. parts of the and world. It wasn't as easy. It wasn't as out. easy. We didn't have marriage equality and all that kind of stuff. And Ellen was very much a trailblazer in that type of stuff. And you kind of forget, like, oh my gosh, because she's been this daytime talk show host for a very, very long period of time, and she had a show. She came out on the show. It was mm-hmm. a very highly rated show. The show kind of got canceled after that because of the coming out. And then she kind of had to rework her whole life and just therefore this daytime talk show came out. And she's a stand-up comedian who had some very, very dynamite stand-up specials. And she put out that one special, I think it, she did it in New York. I think I want to say it was like Town Hall or Radio City Music Hall between the coming out and then mm-hmm. the show on, on this daytime show. And I remember very vividly that, that special where someone was in the audience and was like, I came out because of you. And she she calls up the stage and gives her a hug. and. It, like Ellen was a trailblazer. Like people don't realize the trailblazerness of Ellen DeGeneres. Um, right. For women in comedy, for gay women, for gay women yep. in comedy, and for all that kind of stuff. So for a lot um, of things, sure. You know, like you kind of take her for granted in 2016, but uh, Ellen has done some shit, and, and she she's really still has. doing some yeah, shit. Totally. Like this story here. I mean, it's just amazing. So yeah. huge shout out to her, and 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 good luck to Quincy, man. What a cool thing. Yeah. Very, Can't very wait cool to see thing. the special, and and. Uh, yeah, you know, fingers crossed. Who who knows? You get news like that yeah. it, it, with the advances in science, you just never know, man. You never know. You never know. And we've so. lost a lot of comedians to cancer lately. You know, like know. Andy Ritchie was one that we yeah. lost, and there was actually a tribute to Andy Ritchie down South by Southwest because he's an Austin guy, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy, you know, how uh, how how very easy that you sometimes forget that comedians aren't. Because you hear about them and talk about them all the time, they're always around, and you, you sometimes forget that they are human and they're susceptible to human things sometimes too. Because you see them on TV, you're like, ah, this guy's on TV. How could he possibly? Yeah. Oh yeah, have he's problems? rich. He has millions of dollars. He's got millions of dollars. You like, can't nah, get sick. I don't know about all that, yeah, but sure. yeah, so it's crazy. All right, so here's our episode, or here's our uh, interview with Cameron Esposito from South by Southwest, and uh, and we talk about her journey too, which has been an interesting one. Very much and, so. And getting married and her new special and everything. So enjoy this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Those buildings, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I used to live down there, man. And uh, I remember my parents came down to visit me, and all they wanted to do was like take a tour of the CNN. But I'm like, Mom, did you, did you take them on that tour? I did. Yeah, that's Good. what they wanted. They're my parents. They yeah. made. They took the time to make me. No, I, I was just. Gonna I, be, I was gonna be so judgmental <laughs> if you were like, all my parents wanted to do is go on a tour, and I was like, Mom, no, there's other cooler stuff. Oh, you just you gotta take people care of the come parents, to visit. Yeah. Just give them what they need. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, you came to visit us, so what do you need? Oh, I what needed need? this Can little stool. <laughs> what you got? What you got? Which I already got. Okay, got cool. Because I don't like to sit on couches during interviews. I don't know why. It's just. It's I like it. a everyone's, real everyone's problem got a thing, you know? where you get too comfortable and then you get. Tired and like then you sleepy? forget to talk. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see you right now, just on just the Tonight like, Show. Like, I mean, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> well, no, not on the Tonight Show. You're like, you don't oh, sit, this You chair. don't sit abreast of. Yes. You don't sit right, next. Right. <laughs> Although I was on Corden the other day. And they do actually, you do actually sit next to yeah, the other guests. Yeah, yeah, the, the two guests, and then he kind of sits so over there. So maybe I made a mistake in not preparing myself for my appearance on Corden that I'm sure will happen. That would be great if you just brought your own couch. <laughs> it was like in your rider. You know, it's like, I need my couch. I cannot <laughs> sit next to Mark Cuban and Connie Britton. I know that <laughs> they are on this show, but I cannot sit next right. to Right. Yeah. But how was that experience? Because that, that show does do it differently. They bring yes. everybody out, and you all have to interact together. So I didn't, I just did stand-up. Mm-hmm. And so you don't actually sit on the couch right. for that. Right, And... What is interesting is that I actually think the couch stuff makes it easier to do stand-up there because it's less, like, segmented. And so, I mean, sometimes going out and doing stand-up on a late-night show can be very abrupt for the audience. Like, they've just watched Mm -hmm. a two-person interview that clearly, like, as great as that host is, it's, like, very finite. It's, like, Mm -hmm. small, and surprises don't really happen because there's not, like, a... third or whatever party there um and then you come out and do stand-up and it's it's like harsh to yeah to that vibe um but because it's like a little bit looser it's a really great place to do stand-up well the last time you were on the late late show you were basically kind of heckled by mm-hmm. leno and and <laughs> right ferguson yeah, at the it time. made my life better it, yeah, i was actually. gonna say it did because <laughs> it they really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i know it was really nice to be back there because uh, that moment was so huge career-wise and also just like so fun yeah yeah, yeah. the I mean that really was like the first time that and it's happened so many times since then but it was the mm. first time that comics that have worked that long and mm-hmm. that hard like just treated me like another comic mm-hmm. and that is the biggest yeah. compliment you could give I'm sure it is. is just like no this person can handle it <laughs> they if can I hang. mess with their <laughs> right late night set um so yeah, that was such an awesome experience. Yeah, I mean, there was a definite like almost like shift mm-hmm. from that moment on, and it's just been like I'm not supernova. It's a terrible way to put it, but like no, you can say supernova. Okay, supernova. I have exploded. <laughs> I am the new sun. I am the sun. <laughs> no, but that wasn't. It, yeah, was, a it was huge like shift. that turning point. Yeah, I think that all the work that I had done, like prepared me for that moment. And you know, some comics don't get to have like the moment that they're. Pre- yeah. for like I get you know there are people that like it's just forever gradual mm-hmm. and um, it was so nice to be able to be like oh actually I've got this yeah like, I've been doing this for a while I can talk to you guys like people right yeah. 
And that's like, uh, and that particular picture is like a, the face of that chapter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of just being like some marker on the timeline. Yeah, it's like, totally. nope, this is clearly, yes, you know, fork done. in the road. Achieved. Cool. Yeah. Done, done that. Okay, rad. Yeah. yeah. We, can, <laughs> we can go on knowing that that always happens. We can always know that that happens. Well, let's turn it back a little bit and go to like, I don't know, like the late 2000s. You're, you're in Chicago, sure. right? Yes. And uh, talk about the, the, if you could, the, the Lincoln Lodge and sort of that scene. Oh, God, what a great and specific question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and that scene and like who you were working with and your peers at that time and right. because Chicago uh, you know obviously York LA San Francisco but Chicago is just this awesome place so supportive of the arts and comedy specifically no matter what form improv yes. sketch you know stand up the whole nine and uh, and that that was sort of like uh, your breeding ground I guess absolutely I mean I started in Boston doing improv mm-hmm. okay. and like got my first job doing improv professionally the day after I graduated from college. Nice. So I was like doing that mm-hmm. at night. So you were never jobless. You were just <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I, I had like day jobs to mm-hmm. supplement income, but I've always been doing this. And what was interesting was moving to Chicago and it was just like, oh, that's not enough. Because mm-hmm. in Chicago, Chicago demands everything from people that are in the arts. And it's a real lifestyle thing. And also because there isn't a huge industry there but there is a huge population there Mm -hmm. you have like this access to live shows that i think really doesn't exist the same way other places because once you get to la there's the live shows it's like it's not the same right there's no kind of almost need to do them in town like Mm -hmm. you're doing them for yourself because you're not the audience doesn't give a shit about you and that's okay because um, you're doing other stuff while you're mm-hmm. in town. But in Chicago, it's it's like these huge audiences that really care, that don't have other industry stuff to focus on. And The Lodge is, I mean, it was a show that was at the back of a pancake house. The pancake house has since closed down, but the creator of the show, Mark Geary, would build the stage like every Thursday and Friday night. He had a, he had a stage that he built himself with his hands that came apart oh, into a, a bunch oh, of okay. different parts. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And he would build it <laughs> and he would put like a curtain up and it would be, it's like PVC piping mm-hmm. on the back side. On the front side, it looked like p- totally professional and amazing. And then um, like Naga hide chairs and waitresses with beehives that are like, it's not funny. Th- right, they've just yeah. worked just there for legit, a really long yeah, time. Just <laughs> and all they know. Like smoke <laughs> in the walls kind yeah. of a thing. And the original Aquanet has not come yeah, out I mean, from it's the like, first it was installment. Like legit. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a legit. There was an Irish, a female Irish bartender. I worked there for six years, and she never once gave me a free drink. Oh, like wow. that kind of a thing. Wow. Oh, okay. Because like you had like, earned it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just like I don't know. Once. I mean, I'm making you money. Yeah, like I don't right. even understand. Like what are you talking? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that kind of vibe. And the class when I started. In Chicago, the class that was like just on their way out, like Kyle Kinane and mm-hmm. Matt Brunger had already left, but okay. people talked about them. Okay. And uh, Jared Logan was still in town. Pete had left. Pete Holmes had left mm-hmm. uh, for New York. Mm-hmm. Kumail was still in town. And Hannibal was Hannibal's still in town. Still around? Yeah, okay. Yes. And then I was like kind of the next class below them. So all of those people left. And then the people in my class had. Like, I stayed there for six years because all of these people left at once. Like, TJ Miller mm-hmm. got Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. And I sat in that pancake house and I watched him on the couch with Letterman. Like, I think he had been 
at the lodge the weekend before, and then he was like on the couch. Like oh. it wasn't he wasn't doing stand up. He was on, on the couch yeah, yeah. talking about Cloverfield. And after that happened, it really changed. A lot of people moved to the coasts, mm-hmm. and so he kind of like tipped that off and then a lot of people moved to the coast and then there was just like no senior class but that group of people had built up all these shows so there was so much stage time Mm -hmm. and it was like just juniors you know so i stayed there for a bunch of years and like kind of soaked all that time up yeah yeah sure keys to the kingdom and take advantage sure it really was and um so who would have been my peers at the time um beth stelling was like the only other female stand-up that was wow. like really active the at that same time well jenna friedman was there for a little while and then she moved to new york she's a she's also in new sure. york now and doing well the putterbaugh sisters just moved, recently moved to la and they're like a vaudevillian sister duo so they're not i don't know that they're not doing like stand-up mm-hmm. per se but yeah beth beth and i have been doing this together for like 10 years and there was there were no women yeah and it was beth and i and um what other dude names an interesting thing also happened that I was like one of the next people who moved. So oh, okay. nobody moved for a really long time. So for like six years, everybody just stayed and Chicago sort of tried to support itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got tired of being out every night and doing five shows and then getting up the next morning and doing five shows and never getting any sleep and not having any friends and mm. not having like an, any sort of normative. I mean, I had friends because they were comics, but yeah. I just mean like. Just be honest. I mean, it was the fact that you didn't get any free drinks that put you over the top. <laughs> and you were like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck no, this. No, I eventually worked at a bar. Where there's free drinks. I eventually worked at a bar called Coles, oh, well, where I got so many much. free drinks. I just <laughs> turned them down. Thank you. You, you. you had your own faucet. Yeah, it was. Like, no, I mean, for real. Like, the drinks were, the drinks were free. <laughs> but. Actually, that was funny. That is totally a thing that happened. It did. It did because almost every bar in Chicago like has a show. Yeah. That I got to the point where I could drink anywhere for free in the city. People were like, I would walk into places. People would like give me sandwiches. <laughs> like low, like low level local got, local fame is very interesting. You had and yeah, Cameron yeah. Esposito like yeah. menu item. Right? I swear <laughs> to God, sandwich named there after is. You. There's a sandwich named after my family at the the hot dog place that is. Uh, That's amazing. Where <laughs> at? Where at? There's there's a hot dog place called Flubadub Chub. Okay. That is the name of the hot dog place. <laughs> I they want also that catered my, I hope they have t-shirts. They also catered my wedding, and you can totally go there and get the Esposito. That's it's an Italian sauce. That's so good. Um, That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love like, it up, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like, yes. So I, I had, I think I just, you just hit all this stuff mm-hmm. and then you go like, okay, this is so rad mm-hmm. and fun and protective, but also like, is there any money anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> like, does anyone have any money? <laughs> or, there, or just growth. Like you almost hit a ceiling. Yeah. Right. Like where's the middle management? Where do you go yeah. next? Yeah. 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 There just yeah. isn't the industry to support it Mm -hmm. and i mean i really think and it's not money grubbing to say like when you become a 30 year old person Mm -hmm. and you live at your and you look at your bank account and you're getting paid in cash like 200 bucks is a good payday Mm -hmm. that's just i just found that i was looking at myself at 40 and at 50 and at 60 and i was like i don't see how this changes here right and i can't live at the poverty line forever by choice like I, i just can't so many people don't get to make the choice yeah. to move and try to make their life better. And like, if you have that opportunity, it's you, you need to do you it. Need to like, do you it, yeah. you can't just decide that spinning your wheels and getting free drinks is 
enough worth it yeah because <laughs> it's like it's not you have to god i mean you can't just throw yeah and the if, chance to uh well, retire and all those yeah, things away i mean and if you want to get married start a family that type of stuff you can't do that with making that type of money no you can't yeah. i mean you, you have to you have could. another it's job it's just gonna be yeah. worse well, <laughs> you're gonna be well worse no you really there. can't buy a house yeah. i mean you yeah, can't yeah. buy a house you yeah. can't buy a house and you can't have and especially like i'm not gonna have kids in a freeway mm-hmm. because right. I am going to need to buy something. Yeah. <laughs> Either some sort of right. adoption is going to have to happen right. and I'll need some legal services or I'm going to need to buy some sperm. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that is actually expensive. <laughs> is it, yeah, what's what's the going uh, rate? I now? don't actually know what the rate is because I think it varies by bank, but then it's also is, like... Is it graded like meat is? Is it like <laughs> you get... You know, do you get like, you know, oh, this is grade B. You have to think about the number of times you need it to happen. Right. So it's right, not actually right. that it like an individual. <laughs> right. It's not one, a single it's not purchase that, like, item. It's not that like one <laughs> amount of sperm costs $500. Right. It's that you might need to do it 10 times. You're, you're buying it in bulk times. like like Icy's or <laughs> yeah. like the Icy sticks <laughs> or whatever, you know. It's not in a freezer in the back of Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it can be, you know, it's got to be somewhere in the Midwest. So, I mean, you just, you have to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you made that choice. Well, I can tell you this right now. You, I can just feel the energy from you right now. How happy you are! Oh, that's I mean, so nice you're to doing. Say. No, I'm serious. You're just like the way you're talking, the way you're moving, looking around. I can see that you're just. You're in this moment of time right now where you're very, very happy. I mean, congratulations oh, really on being married, yeah, by the way. Oh, thank you, and guys. It's actually really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I got married. It was yeah. the greatest day ever, man. It was no. the best. I got married in he just November. got married, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's thank you very much. I was good. With, I was with my wife for ten years, and I was like, ah, it's time. Oh my god, good job. I know. I mean, also like no stress because a lot of people oh, yeah, just yeah. never get married. Oh, so yeah, you yeah, felt yeah, like it felt yeah, like you were gonna be like, well, who gives a shit? Well, we had done like married couple stuff forever. Like we bought yeah. property and own a house together and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, ah, let's make this official. Let's do it. Yeah. Had a fun wedding. Fifty people or so. Nothing big. Oh, but that's yeah, awesome. It was great. It's great. Well, you were at a whole like one woman show about. Yeah. Now, now like, we have the right. special yeah. right. courtesy of this situation. Yes. So thank you for <laughs> yes. that as well. It's a little. I know. Bonus. When I and I asked Rhea Butcher, my mm-hmm. like comedy collaborator and mm-hmm. wife when I asked her hey do you mind if I film a stand up special two days before our wedding she said yes <laughs> that's, oh, that's so amazing I will agree now with myself when I say that was a terrible choice because <laughs> I think both of us were like this will be very easy right right I don't know why we thought that but it was really intense well it happened and there's no take backs and, <laughs> no, there's no uh, take backs. and we all get to see it very soon right yeah it is. It's really exciting. It'll be on CISO mm-hmm. on March 24th, and then it'll also be the album version will be on mm-hmm. iTunes and Pandora Great, and Spotify cool. on the 25th, the next day. Gotcha. Um, marriage material. Is yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's called marriage yeah. material. But that the other thing is that I wanted to record it so close to the wedding because this is such a moment in time for me as a person. Mm-hmm. The fact that I even can get married and that it was gonna be right there. Like I wanted to just capture all that energy and mm-hmm. I realized like we're, we will never get to have this time again. The like the queer stand-up that is recording an album about Very being true. married to another queer stand-up, like mm-hmm. this is that album. There's mm-hmm. not gonna be that again because it's- It's a game-changing moment. Well, it's it's just like when, when massive things happen, yeah. if you have the opportunity to mark them down, I think this is gonna sound very over but like for history yeah i mean it it actually is a real thing you know like historically this is a moment and we can and in the future people could listen to this and be like oh this is what it felt like 
then because all of these jokes about like coming out and mm-hmm. how wild it is that we get to be married like all of those are going to not be relevant yeah. in the same way in three years R- and right. in 30 years they're going to be very different once a generation passes it's mm-hmm. almost like oh yeah well yeah but when when people look back you know they're going to see this as that moment in time I you just, know when this all like changed and started and it's huge right now yeah it's very huge i mean, I mean but that's amazing. also what's so great about comedy too it's it's very topical mm-hmm. and listen to an album 30 years after the fact sometimes it doesn't hold up but it's probably a good thing because it means there's been progress since then too sure. right. hopefully yeah hopefully. i mean and i also think that it was very interesting as a comic watching you know when marriage equality was being debated and when mm-hmm. different states were like the, all of those years because okay so i was a senior in college when massachusetts became the first state mm-hmm. okay and then so i mean 10 years or whatever I'm trying, it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what year that was do you, do you well, remember so i was 22 four, and i'm 34 new york now. was four years ago because four years well because my best friend rob got engaged yeah. to his part i got married to his partner two weeks after it was passed in new york yeah. that's sure. why i know that in my head so i think it's 12 yeah I mean, cause, so sounds i was 22 right. then yeah, yeah. and i'm 34 now that makes sense 12? yeah so 2004 yeah, right. yeah okay um but i think so then marriage equality happened whenever that happened two years ago yeah it wasn't and that yeah. long ago yeah so my point is um you know that 10-year period being a comic shows every comic had their marriage equality joke. Yeah. Especially in like the alt comedy scene. Right. In, you know, leftist leaning comedy areas. And actually also in conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, there, everybody was talking about it. And then it happened. And then for straight comics, for non-queer comics, that goes away mm. as a topic of conversation. Because it's like, well, it's been solved. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to talk about this? Like, yeah. I mean, the number of like dog marriage jokes that I had to li- sit yeah, through for I'm a sure. decade of my life. Yeah, I'm sure and that was fun. A, and it's fine <laughs> yeah. also, but I feel like there was a real responsibility to be like, every time another comic would bring this up on a lineup, I would just know I had to talk about it. Because right. like, especially, if, you know, if I was on after them or if I was hosting the show, I was like... So it affected your your... Well, plan of attack, I guess, that day. Because huh? I yeah. think that when you are in a minority group, you it, you have a responsibility to speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really important mm-hmm. to not let other people tell your story. Right. And I understand that a lot of people want to be allies, and I don't, I wouldn't discourage that. But even when somebody is being an ally, there's this idea, like I would always see it happening, where where people where comics would be like, "Hey, we all agree." that gay people should get married mm-hmm. and they'd be talking to the audience we all agree and I want to be like you know there's like gay people in the audience <laughs> right. Right. like and I don't yeah. like around like right, it's not right. it, it just always felt like it was assumed to be a conversation among straight people like let's us straight people figure this out mm-hmm. because right. we don't have a problem with it and so it just felt like there needed to be a person that gets up on stage and is like well I'm actually even on the same show. Like it's like yeah. so we're here so much that I'm on the same show, and I also like can notice some haircuts in the audience. So I'm like aware <laughs> of the fact that like we're everywhere. And yeah. so when when the marriage equality situation changed, and straight comics just didn't feel propelled to talk about it, it felt like I have to put a cap on this. I have to like not just let this go away as if now it's not a thing that even happened in human history like right. well that's solved so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. erased yeah, cool yeah right. you don't want to just be some name in a list of in the wikipedia article of mm-hmm. like you know stuff that happened or whatever right gays were like <laughs> stuff was terrible and people were murdered for like a long time which yeah. is like no big deal <laughs> right right yeah anyway so that yeah. like <laughs> yeah that's bad and well, it also continues to be challenging I oh just yeah. want to oh acknowledge yeah. that yeah, th- yeah I know you guys the, know that too but yeah, I just that's the other thing it's like okay cool 
but it's still there's still bad things happening around it. You I know, mean, I mean, case in point, just this week at a Trump rally, right? You know, in Chicago, like just well, you can almost say any Trump rally, but just crazy shits going on as yes. far as protesting of you know. There's still racial race problems in this country, and it's, oh, it's 2016. Did you guys see just... Ted Cruz get intru- get introduced by his? There's a video of Ted Cruz getting <clears throat> introduced by his pastor at a rally. No, I didn't. And see this the pastor, this like circulated honestly two or three days ago. Okay. And the pastor says he cites a couple different Bible verses that say that gay homosexuals should be put to death. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and great. then there's a little bit of editing, so I don't know how... Mm-hmm. Right, right. I don't know how much, how quickly this was, but then the next thing he does is like, and ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the yeah. United States, and it like happens like that. So, th- so this is still the country that oh, yeah, we live yeah. in. I mean, it's terrifying. And I think everybody that... I mean, this is what comics should be talking about. Not yeah. this, but I just mean yeah, yeah. all the things where sure. this is true. Like the the disruption that's happening in Chicago mm. because like maybe we should not think that like white people are only the best yeah. forever. Like the, <laughs> like these are the things that we need to keep unpacking. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, you don't just get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You don't just yeah. get that. Um well, I'm psyched for the new special. I've Thank only you. seen a little bit, and what I have seen, uh, you, you, um, I don't want to say really, you bring a lot of political stuff to the forefront as well, right? You talk about guns a lot too, which is a thing. True. And, and do you, when did you make the con- conscious decision to say, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to focus on this stuff and less jokey jokes, you know, or I like silly. I don't think it was silly. conscious. I think that it's just, I mean, part of it is being a woman, mm-hmm. I think right now. We, we live in this time when all this change has happened, mm-hmm. but also 51% of the U.S. population are women, and we are still talked about as if we are an, a minority group. And right now, like, Planned Parenthood is being defunded. Oh, like, yeah. that's right. happening now. Yeah. I know. We're currently in a state where it's yeah. not great. You no, know, it's you have not to, great. And, there's, and like, two left, right, in this whole I, I just state. feel like... W- yeah. w- Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and this is this is this affects most Americans. Yeah. Like and and also there are men that use these services, mm-hmm. and there are also men that need help for the women in their lives. Right. But also most Americans are women, so it's yeah. like we live in that time. And I just think, I mean, I don't know how anybody else isn't like furious and screaming about what's happening right now. I just I feel like. The Do you think people are scared to to talk about it because of like when you're a comic? You're you're awarded a lot more freedom, right? It's of like course. it's like that last soapbox where you can go out and right. just speak your mind, and whether you make it funny or not, you can talk right. about it, and people can walk out, and that's fine too. But you're not going to lose your job, right? Right. Whereas, like, if you do that in an office space, let's say, yes, you know, now it becomes, oh well, Betty's just a prick, you know, and then it's you well, know, it affects your workplace and your job, and I you get t- fired. Yeah, I totally believe yeah. those people have a pass. Like just so you know, I do not. Ex- yeah. I do not actually expect that if you're like a programmer, you should have your Facebook page have all your political views. Right, on it. Right, but right. I mean, amongst comics, sure. When I watch what's happening right now in this country, because the thing about is that there, the reason there's so much backlash right now is because there's been so much progress. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, and that comes with the territory. A fever of pitch progress. Sure. of progress yeah, yeah, creates yeah. equal amounts mm-hmm. of backlash. So this, we're just living in this time where like it's not the carefree glut of the 80s like we mm. have stuff to work on not yeah. just cocaine backstage like, <laughs> right, right. we have things to and it's and it's it just feels like this moment is comics being 
I mean, thanks, John Stewart and The Daily Show. You gave us this assignment. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I mean, much. Like, you brought this on our heads, Sam B. I'm calling yeah. you out for requiring this. She's doing a great job. Are you watching that show, by the way? Do I you? am watching the yeah. show. I wish I, that show was on five days a week. She's no, so amazing. I got a chance to talk to her this oh, week. Oh, that's cause, amazing. Great. Uh, Vulture does this series where they pair up comics to right, talk to each other. Right. So we got on the phone and oh, sweet. talked about her that was show. And um, she had like... I was on my way to shoot a movie that was like a huge. This is sometimes you should say. You can go sometimes, ahead and, uh, sometimes you should sh- you should go on the record when people do really nice things. I was okay. on my way to go shoot a movie in Atlanta. Oh, and cool. It was a really big movie mm-hmm. because it's this movie called Mother's Day that Gary Marshall directed. Oh, sweet. And okay. the stars of this movie are Julia Roberts and Jennifer Aniston and Kate Hudson. Is it one of those movies like yes. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day, New Year's oh, Eve, New Year's, Year's Day? It's like one of those yeah, giant okay. vignette movies. Okay. And it's okay. very funny okay. because somehow it's like a romantic comedy right. about right. Mother's Day. Okay. Love it. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I just started acting like a year and a half ago. And at this time, I mean, this happened last summer. I mean, I think I've been acting for like six months. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I'm on a plane going to go shoot scenes with Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. And like my wife in the movie is played by Sarah Chalk, who played second Becky. Yeah, and second Roseanne Becky and, and, and yeah, Scrubs. And yeah, Scrubs, yeah, yeah. and she's like super talented. So mm-hmm. I know that I'm gonna go the next. And Gary Marshall is yeah. gonna like oh, shake my hand, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. And I'm gonna go have to go talk to all these people. And I was just like sh- shitting my pants because, <laughs> like, I've been doing stuff for a long time, but I have not been doing. Right. I, I did not expect that I would <laughs> talk be talk about being thrown in the fire. <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't was that no, stuff. I mean, I had. To, this thank wasn't God. friends bringing pizza for craft <laughs> no, services. This is. <laughs> Thank God I had shot like a bunch of independent films. Mm-hmm. Somehow, yeah. within two months prior to that, I got like four independent films. So what I'm saying is, at least I was like, well, I know how to, I know what a side is. Like I know that they deliver. I know you're supposed to get mic'd in a certain way. Like thank God, yeah, but yeah. I still yeah, didn't yeah. know so much stuff. And I bought internet, and I was looking at my phone, and Sam B had sent me a direct message on Twitter that just said like, by the way. I love what you're doing, and you're hilarious. Oh, that's fantastic! Isn't that amazing? It's gonna be great. And I was, and I, I mean, I actually wrote back to her like, "Sam B, I really needed to hear." Like it was like basically yeah, all yeah. caps. Like I yeah. really needed to hear this. I'm sure I almost fell out of my chair. Like I'm on a plane. <laughs> so we had like a little back and forth at cool. that point about that's, that's super like, cool. her show and and um, got to talk a little bit then. But this is a great way of saying like you. I think people in this field are actually way more kind than usually people think mm-hmm. we give each other shit to our face or like there's a million well, you're things competing, I could bitch competing. about sure, about sure. everybody and like we could really get raw with it but at the end of the day like the kindness that uh, people have extended to me that are like further up the ladder it just makes all the difference. I hope I'm doing that for some <laughs> comics that are. Are you kidding? Lower you, than well, you, me. Kick, you kick through the door and then just hold it open long enough to get some other yeah. people yeah. through. You know? Yeah. So you can't hold it open anymore. Yeah. yeah right. And be su- and hopefully be sweet to people so that <laughs> nobody. I don't know. It just it matters. <laughs> it well, matters when you're cool. You haven't left this interview yet, so you're being very sweet to us. <laughs> yeah. So thank yeah, you, very you much guys. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> you have such a look at your belt. A, oh, this is my Wonder Woman belt. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it is. I, I love Wonder Woman. The sparkling it's Wonder Woman belt. Yeah. My wife bought me this. Sounds like she you have a good wife. Thing. She's the best ever. <laughs> I, I I feel bad because. 
I, you know, I love other people too, and I love them very much. But I, just, she's the best. He talks I'm, about his I'm wife sorry. quite often on the spot. <laughs> I'm sorry, quite often on the spot. everybody else. And I'm sure your wife's great too. I haven't met her yet. My wife is so great. You know? I, yeah. Well, before we run out of time, uh, we got a. You have a new s- a show coming out on CISO yes. as well. Yes. It's called Take My Wife. Yes. And it's about me and my wife, not you, like you this, and your wife. You like the setup? I like <laughs> yeah. Take My Wife. Yeah. Have you just praised her? <laughs> Get her out of here. <laughs> well, which wife is it though? She yeah. might be saying it about me. That's true. Oh. So, let's see what you did there. Let's see what you did there uh but that's very cool so you have that as well i'm so excited about it we're writing we just have one more week of writing and then we're going to shoot it it's going to be the schedule on this because it's new media is like very fast Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. CISO has supported so much of what we wanted to do so far and i think it's going to be a really cool um I don't know new like it's gonna be the two stars are two we were in the writers room the other day being like like we have a black co-star and we rewrote the fireman as a firewoman but like how are we gonna make sure we have constant diversity in this scene and then the head of the production company that's making the movie that's making the show is like well you do realize like you are also like two like semi-butch lesbians that are the stars (laughs) of this scene and I was like Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like I think it's I think it's gonna look a lot more like the world mm-hmm. okay. that we actually look in, that we actually live in, than some network shows. Uh, cool. Can right, right. by virtue of the m- myriad restrictions that happen with a network show. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to use the new media angle to like kick some fucking shit. Well, away from us. Get that shit away. You're fucking killing it right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. Congrats really on really all the well. success. Thank you. This was so lovely to talk to you guys. Yes. All right, last question, and yes. it's a, maybe it's a, it's it's a one number answer. <laughs> so when you launched the Ask a Lesbian series, uh huh, and it started taking off. Yes. At what number of views <laughs> were you like, oh shit, this is for real? <laughs> like this. <laughs> You know what? It wasn't even that because I didn't because they put it on multiple platforms. Okay. And so, I mean, I think just total, it's like I don't even actually know how many. It's like it's it's clown town. It's 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 plus ten million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I didn't know if you were like just oh, I wasn't watching that. What started happening was that in LA, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was walking around my neighborhood. Rhea and I were walking around our neighborhood one particular day, and like everybody that we saw. Was like love the BuzzFeed video. Like it was a, it was a joke. Like we were like at a taco stand and somebody was like, "Excuse me," and then we were like at a dog park and then we were like we were just the whole, "Hi, wife." Hi. Oh, hey. Speaking. Oh, hey. Hi. Yeah, we. She's yeah. coming to get you out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you out of here. Sorry. You're just oh, walking no, by, cool. creeping around. Oh, we've only been talking about yeah. you for like 30 <laughs> minutes, so don't worry about it. But that's when I knew stuff was nuts, was yeah, when yeah. strangers, because also in L.A., everybody plays it cool about everything. Yeah, right. of course. Right. So like, there, you know, John Hamm is sitting next to you, and like, peop- and it's fine. Yeah, you're just But like, so what? if anybody's stopping you, you're like, oh, wait, like, are people watching this? I guess the people are watching this. great, though. You, you went great. Gungam style? Yeah. Yes. yeah, we did. It was so funny. Bootleg t-shirts. Like, we like, still, we were at Disneyland. <laughs> Uh, two or three months ago. I mean, those those videos are like now over a year old. And yeah. We're like at Disneyland, yeah, yeah. and like four or five times people at Disneyland. Like, do you know how many faces there are at yeah, Disneyland? Yeah, of course. And also, how many things have happened in the last year on the internet yeah. that anybody's still like, "Excuse me, ask a lesbian woman, will you take a photograph of us?" And we had Mickey ears on. We took those photos. That's great. Yeah, That's so awesome, <laughs> so epic. All right, well, Cheers, congratulations dudes. on everything. Thank you for the yeah. time, and it was All good right. to catch up with so you. It was so great to see yeah. you again. Yeah, yeah. 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 awesome.
job, everyone. Oh, no, that was so embarrassing. Yeah, that was like three and a half, <laughs> man. And he's got, a, he's got a big hand. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, Here, looking. here's how it's done. You got to look at the elbow. You yeah, look at the elbow, I you know, never I miss. Know, you look at the elbow. I didn't All know right. that was a thing. Um, you boys are wonderful. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, Cameron. All right, that was Cameron Esposito joining us right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. I want to thank her and uh, and her wife, her now wife, yeah, yeah. Uh, for Dropping giving us the, the time. Minute, yeah. yeah, she came in at the very end there, and and she she unfortunately didn't join us on mic, but uh, uh, next time we'll we'll have them both hanging out with yes. us. It'll be very cool. And we got some history as far as uh, Chicago comedy is concerned, and mm-hmm. and sort of her scene and who came up with her and yeah. how things work not in New York and L.A. Uh, you know the the main hubs of comedy. So yeah, and we also got a little bit of you know history about like her appearance on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson because that was really kind of a turning point for her mm-hmm. career where you know you have Leno and Craig Ferguson basically like kind of like giving her like props saying hey you know you, you're a comedian you can handle this and it was a really cool thing to see on television. You knew it was special when you watched it, so it's cool to hear her talk about it too. So. All right, uh, and again, huge thanks to everyone involved with Gilda's Laugh Fest. We had a blast up there. Can't wait to do it again next year. Uh, go to our website, thelapbutton.com, for many reasons, not only for the latest news, interviews, reviews, all that good stuff in the world of comedy, but we've got a great merch store there yep. with tons of shirt, they, shirts. They were a hit down at South yes, by Southwest. Everyone was <laughs> trying to literally rip the one off your back. I was caught on camera with yeah. that shirt, which is funny because I usually don't get in front of a camera, but Mindy Tucker, the great Mindy Tucker, caught sure. me on, on camera. She caught all of us on camera, actually. Um, yeah, but also, speaking of photos, mm-hmm. uh, the Laugh Button Live and Photos on South by Southwest, those are on the laugh button as well. And they're uh, amazing. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge shout, shout out to shout uh, out to Ryan for yep. taking those photos for that. Ryan Murr. Um, also, you know, a recap of the Grolic show that mm-hmm. we saw at South by Southwest. So, bunch of movie reviews. Movie yep. reviews. I mean, there's a lot of like going on as far as what's going on uh, in the world of South by and just other festivals. And we're still doing contests. We got Lewis Black contests. We have Marlon Wayans contests. We have Duncan Trussell contests. Uh, we have contests for Adam Carolla for Crystalia. Tons of contests going on, so you gotta you gotta read the left button and catch up on those contests. So. And tell your friends about it too. Let them know. Yeah. I mean, uh, our guests on said podcast here uh, are only getting bigger, and they're only gonna keep getting bigger. And I got a trip to LA coming up here soon. Gonna bank some more with some pretty huge names in the world of yeah, comedy. Yeah, a lot of podcasts. Uh, so tell your friends. Make sure they know about it. Download it. Rate it. Review it. Subscribe. All that stuff. And uh, like I said, if you just wanna do a solid. We've also been known to give cool swag to people that write really good reviews of us on 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 our iTunes. Oh, by the way, if you want to contribute, if you've ever wanted to be a writer or you just love comedy, you want to give writing a shot, whatever, just email us. We have been known to give writing jobs to people who are just genuine fans of the website. Yeah, and maybe we'll, uh, who knows what comes out of it, Who knows? Who knows until you try, Maybe you'll be working with us. Yeah, you could be very well be working with us. just drop us a line. All right, and follow us on all the socials at the laugh button. He's at I am Klein Schmidt. I am at Mark says hi. Until the next podcast, talk to you then.